Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. On the show this week, we'll be continuing our E3 predictions, focusing this episode on the PlayStation and Xbox conferences. We will, of course, begin with some more general discussion as well as squeezing in a game of What the Wiki. I'm your host, Ewan, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Kevin. Hello. And Shannon. Hello. Alrighty, guys. Um, we don't have any... Any, we don't have Jake with us today because uh, he is off having a baby. Uh, so I wanted to throw a big congratulations out to Jake and Sarah on the birth of their new child, which I'm assuming is like almost imminent. They're, they're at the hospital. It's very, they're very exciting. Hospital, yeah. When yeah. podcasts go live, <laughs> there may or may not be baby in world. Yeah. <laughs> it's a momentous occasion indeed. Um if you're looking for a, a name suggestion, I know it's a girl, so I'm going to go Elena or maybe even at a stretch Chloe. Um, but yeah, definitely want to see Princess an Uncharted Peach theme was, there. Was thrown out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at exactly. <one> point. <laughs> uh, all right, let's begin as we always do uh, by discussing what we've been playing over the past fortnight. So, Kevin, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? Um, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but the expansion for the last expansion for The Witcher Three has just dropped. So I decided to rebuy it on PC and do a completely new playthrough in anticipation. So that's been uh, really good. It's so much better on PC than on PS4. Like I, I, I played I played a good chunk on PS4, but I couldn't play it on the controller and couldn't play it with that frame rate like i know that makes me sound like <laughs> such a like a like a you know like a bleep i don't want to i don't want to swear on the podcast <laughs> but uh, um yeah it's really good i don't know yeah it's just it's just better all right it's just better um and so, other than yeah sorry go ahead <laughs> you like playing with a keyboard and mouse do you? i love playing with a keyboard and mouse i the keyboard okay. and mouse has ruined me for first first person shooters because I've been playing Doom, and, like, I keep dying, even on... I'm playing on a normal difficulty. I just suck at FPSs with the controller now, so... Uh, it's kind of ruined me, which is kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I get yeah. I get FPS, but for, like, a sort of third-person kind of combat game like The Witcher is, um, I'm especially being open-world, it's a huge game, I love to just sit back with a, with a controller in hand. Um, so I am playing on PC, but just with a controller. Like that's how. Okay, yeah. How I did it. Oh well, yeah. I might I might plug in the old uh, 360 controller I've got lying around. Maybe give that a whirl. But yeah, no, DualShock I Four do... is native as well. Ah uh, yes, I could I could just crib one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I played about an hour of Fire Emblem, the new one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really trying to save it for the flight to LA. That's why I haven't sure. been playing more of it. Um, yeah, because that flight's going to be, you know, quite a quite a long one. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> a rough I'll, flight. I'll, yeah, um, but based on my one hour impression, I really like it. Um, I'm glad I spent the dough on the uh, special edition. It came with like a metal case, uh, like a map, an art book. It was it's pretty nice, and, and both games and the DLC. On one cartridge, which was excellent. Did you start with the easier one or the harder one? I started with the easier one. I'm I'm not that great at Fire Emblem. Like I played Awakenings on um like the casual difficulty, which is pretty pathetic. (laughs) Dark Souls fans such as yourself, I expected better. (laughs) Kevin, no. (laughs) Mastered that boss in one go on your Twitch stream, and he can't even he can't even beat Doom. What's going on? (laughs) Maybe maybe the Dark Souls thing was all just a front. He he can't get past the first couple of bosses like myself. (laughs) 
Alrighty, uh, what about yourself, Shannon? I can probably guess what you've been playing. Um, yes, I have been pretty much just playing Overwatch for the last week or so. It's Yeah, it's really good. I didn't play the beta at all, so I think that's why I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah. But you've, well, you've been playing it too, and did you didn't play the beta either, did you? I didn't play the beta either, no, no. I uh, I waited a little bit from release as well. I've only really just kind of picked it up in the last few days. Um, yeah. But uh, really enjoying my time with it so far. What, how are you, in, you enjoying it? Yeah, I honestly didn't know a whole lot about it until even like a month ago, but it's just shocked me how well they've done in being able to sort of create 17, I think, different characters that all feel completely different in how they play like all of their abilities uh, are literally different and every time I play a new player it surprises me with how different your tactics have to be how different their abilities are and yeah I think as long as they keep adding stuff in the game should have longevity for sure Mm, mm. well uh to do a quick sort of comparison to to Battleborn I obviously reviewed Battleborn and uh and now I've spent some time with Overwatch I hadn't played any Overwatch prior to playing Battleborn Mm -hmm. um but having kind of looking back on Battleborn now and and comparing it to Overwatch I think Overwatch just kind of excels it in almost every way um I think they are different games they are yes they are hero shooters obviously obviously the different games but like they they kind of approach the, the hero shooter genre in slightly different fashions. Um, Battleborn is more strictly, I think, kind of influenced by MOBA, where as um, I think it's much more sort of tenuous, the connection to MOBAs with Overwatch. Um, the sort of class structure and the way that you have to build your team and kind of uh, implement that strategy all works kind of the same way. Um, but, uh, you know, there's no obviously no lanes or anything like that, right? Uh, but... Um, Overwatch is just like just the the character design is so good. I praise Battle for Battleborn for its diversity, but I think Overwatch even goes a step further. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that so Overwatch puts Battleborn to shame for sure. Like even in Battleborn, a few of the characters feel like they're the same character, slightly different um, abilities. But in Overwatch, like I can't even think of two that play. Obviously, you're still shooting people, so they feel similar, but in terms of their special abilities and their weapons, like, no two characters feel the same. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like with Battleborn, you kind of had to adjust your playstyle slightly based on which character you were kind of selecting. Yeah. Whereas I feel like in Overwatch, they lend themselves to different players entirely. Like, it's they not do, so much yeah. a matter of you just switching up your playstyle slightly. It's like, I am just not really the kind of player that is suited to this character, whereas yeah. I'm much more inclined to play as you know such and such character even within the one class like even within the support class or whatever there is that diversity there it's it's for sure amazing. how how are you feeling about um the parody in characters I was, there's obviously a lot of memes going around saying that bastion and other characters are overpowered but how do you feel about it um i think that every sort of character has has an identifiable weakness um yeah. you know to give you like the most straightforward example that everyone i believe goes to is you've kind of got reinhardt with the throws the shield up big sort of brute guy with a big ass hammer mm-hmm. um like his op- his obvious sort of opponent is going to be someone quick and agile like tracer for example like yeah. she can just kind of blip around to the back load a bunch of bullets into him as he turns blip into the next room shoot some more bullets at him there 
Um, so I think that, yeah, people kind of complaining about maybe overpowered characters. Maybe there are... There are uh, like, I expect it to be balanced down the line, you know, multi combat, multi like, com especially first-person shooters, combat first... Competitive first-person shooters, I'm trying to say, um, always kind of get these patches and, and stuff like that, a little bit of balancing going on. Um, but I think in this case, like, maybe people just need to focus on which character they're playing and just kind of play characters based on their strengths and then fight yeah, other characters sure. based on their weaknesses just kind of pair them up a little bit more and at the end of the um, day it's not solely about the kills anyway like it doesn't matter if you die 20 times as long as you're playing your part as your character and yeah yeah well like any time you're dealing damage to an enemy and that enemy gets defeated like it's counting towards your score really yeah um, for sure which obviously kind of I think that works so well for a team mentality. Uh, I think it, I think it's really cool. Um, I love the way that you kind of even even like in no way communicating because you're getting those visual cues like okay, there's no support class in in play, there's no defenders, whatever at the moment. You're you've there's always kind of like a team mentality in 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 practice. Um, yeah. Even even if you're not communicating with each other. That being said, I think it is a lot better played with friends where you can go okay, you're going to go as this character. Okay to best support you I'm going to go as this character and you can kind of talk through that together I um, think people are getting it now like I was playing last night and as opposed to the first day where everyone was just going offense picking the same character I think people are putting more thought into how their team looks overall mm. now which is fine obviously to begin with you, you do just want to get the kills and go as an offensive character but there is more depth to it and that's the good thing yeah yeah in my opinion yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree. I think um, it's got those gameplay beats down pat really well. Um, I love the sort of objectives. That I love the sort of different game modes. Um, yeah. Uh, I love the social integration, even a simple thing like that. It just works so well. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of buzz about this game. I've kind of been blown away by it. Like, even sort of in, you know, chatting with my mates and stuff, they're talking about different experiences they've had, like different games. You know, they're telling their sort of success stories. They're planning LAN parties. Like, all the stuff that I've not seen in the competitive first-person shooter scene for a, for a yeah. while now. Um, yeah, like It feels yeah. like a typical Blizzard game, but on consoles, if that makes sense. Like, I've always felt hype around Blizzard games, but I've never gotten involved just because they've always been PC. Yeah, where yeah. Ma the same it's amount of hype appeal. as like, this Starcraft game has got the mass appeal down. Yeah. yeah, I think so, but it's on consoles, which means it's getting that bigger reach than a StarCraft or Diablo, which made its way to consoles. But obviously, it was a lot later than than the rest of, than PC. So, mm. yeah, that's why I had never paid too much interest to it until about a month ago. But it, it's awesome. It feels like online multiplayer done right. To be yeah. honest. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, Kevin, I'm keen for you to weigh in. Um, I sense that you've not really had much exposure to Overwatch. I can't remember if you played the beta or not. Um, but I'm curious as to what your sort of thoughts are on its popularity and its success. Um, do you think it's uh, something you could have predicted or are you kind of surprised by it? I, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit taken aback by how universally popular it is. Um, uh, I played the beta a lot, like, I spent about 15, 20 hours on it, and by the end of it, I was like, it was a really, really solid game, like, I really liked it, but I couldn't justify paying 70, 80 bucks for it, because I felt I'd get, like, I got what I wanted out of the beta, and, you know, like, as good as it was, it did feel a little bit repetitive, I mean, you've only got, you've yeah. got 12 maps with uh, four different modes, which isn't a lot, but, like, each mode is, you know, pretty fun, but still only mm. four is, like, you know... Um, so I'm really surprised that, like, like 
I, don't, I haven't heard much complaints at all. Like, it's not like something like The Division where a lot of players have had a lot of concerns and it's sort of like a mixed bag. Like, everyone just seems to be so into it. Um, like, there's, like, so much, like, fan, fans and um, it's like they basically sell it as, like, Team Fortress sort of popularity, which, and Team Fortress 2 was very popular. Um, so, yeah, I was really taken aback at that No, Like, it, I, felt like, I felt like I was the only one. Or me, me and a co-worker both played the beta, and we were the only ones who said, it's good, it's even, it's great, but we don't see ourselves spending 70 bucks on it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just surprised that everybody else is like, nah, it's definitely worth it, which is really cool. Like, I'm so happy that it, like, lived up to the hype, and mm. it's almost enough for me to pick it up, but I might just wait till it drops down to, like, 40, 50 bucks. But yeah, and no, I'm really I'm surprised, but I am happy for the for Blizzard. Sure, sure. Um, I'll grab your opinions once again in a second, Shannon. But yeah, I think uh, the the success of it has been has been quite interesting. Um, I do sense there's a bit of a snowball effect happening where you've kind of got this kind of maybe a dedicated sort of fan base loyal towards Blizzard have sort of sunk into it and really sort of had a lot of momentum as the games progressed and. Uh, you know, through word of mouth, and obviously um, it's gained a lot of traction. Um, that being said, like, whilst I'm enjoying it and I see the uh, I see the appeal to the game, I don't know if it's really got its hooks in me just yet. Um, that being said, you know, I've only had it for a few days. I've only really put in, like, a few hours. Um, but I'm not, like, I don't feel that desperate urge to return to it uh, like I have had with games in the past. Um, but Shannon, to flick back to you now, I'm um, mm-hmm. curious as what you think, again, you know, maybe your sort of opinion, you want to weigh in on your opinions of the success of the game, maybe what its its formula was, its key to success, if you like. Um, and then I want you to, well, I'm curious as to what you think sort of more broadly about hero shooters as a, as a new sort of emerging genre uh, and whether or not you think it's going to be around to stay. Yeah. Um, so in my opinion, the reason for its success is the fact that sort of anyone can pick it up and play what turns me off these types of games whether it be call of duty even sort of uncharted 4 multiplayer i like playing in the first week but then i'm not someone who plays games for eight hours a day so i feel like i'm left in the dust in terms Mm -hmm. of loadouts and everything else it was the same with the division where with overwatch i can pick it up in two weeks and i'm going to have the same loadout that you're going to have who might play it for 30 hours you probably won't but (laughs) <laughs> That's what excites me. Now, that might change as competitive is introduced and other things are introduced, but for the moment, at least for the foreseeable future, I know that I'll be able to pick up and play it for one to two hours and be on the same level as sort of other people and not have to worry about, do I have the best loadout? Do I have the best stats? And what was I going to say? Um... <laughs> That's okay, cool. We're gonna sorry. take your take your, take your time, Jan. <laughs> yeah, I had a point. Um, I did have a point. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I had a point. Yeah, Where I is did. It? it was around um, somewhere. What was I going to say? Yeah, I don't know how. I've seen a lot of people playing it for like eight to ten hours, and I couldn't see myself doing that just because there are four modes. I think two of the modes are sort of the same so there's really three modes and that's where i'll play it for an hour and sort of get over it and i know Mm. there's that different sense of characters but to me that's still not enough to get through the sense that you're either defending a base or you're defending a payload and it it feels very same samey after a while which i think is what kevin was getting at so it will be i think it's good that they started small and they're going to build on it because it does get 
that sort of casual gamer in, but it'll be interesting to see how they can keep it going and build on their momentum. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can I can certainly see how it's going to sort of hit a threshold kind of watershed mark at some point. Um, and I'm hoping that the uh, the, the content they've promised uh, rolls out with some sort of speed to it um, because I sense that, you know, whilst there are a bunch of characters you can select from, um, you know, like 90% of people tend to go with a certain character when they're looking for an yeah. assault character or a defender or whatever. Um, so I think you quickly follow, find this kind of rhythm to the game. Um, mm-hmm. And then, as I said, yeah, if you're, if you're like planning to spend hours and hours on it, you know, like me and my mates used to kind of get up and do all-nighters where we just like, gather at someone's house, hook up all our computers together and just play games all night. Um, yeah. Sometimes even just the one game for hours on end. I can't see us doing this with that. I like. I feel like I'm just. it's more of a game where I just kind of jump in and then jump back out. Because, um, yeah, like it just becomes a bit sort of formulaic, I guess. Like every game would sort of kind of blend together. And it's like, well, you know, we've been rolling this class structure and this enemies, the enemies have been rolling the exact same class structure and we've kind of gone through the same, like several maps just kind of over and over. But, you know, if they keep injecting new characters, keep injecting new modes, keep injecting new, uh, you know, maps, um, keep that formula changing, uh, mm-hmm. then it's going to develop a strong community, I sense. Is um, competitive mode just going to be the same modes but you get a rank based on win losses or they haven't said yet because that'll be interesting yeah i've i've honestly not really done the research um, yeah okay i don't think they've announced it at all i think it's just coming in june but i don't know if they've said exactly what it entails but that'll be interesting yeah because I mean, that obviously you know, isn't there at all currently new characters and stuff and like i think that's the yeah. way to go like constantly keep that momentum rolling out sorry, the, keep that dlc rolling out keep the momentum yeah. going um like it's obviously there's obviously huge interest in the game like i dread to think what their statistics are they must be absolutely insane by the amount of players and and concurrent players but um yeah no i'm 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 keen to see it stick around i'm keen to see it develop you know too often we've seen these kind of new kind of a little bit more inventive games kind of come out to the scene and they've just kind of lacked ongoing support you know titanfall classic example evolve another example um and the popularity and interest is just kind of petered out uh which is a shame because i think they start off in a good place but they just don't kind of progress anywhere from there uh so hopefully they can kind of learn from those uh, mistakes there with overwatch um finally though kevin um on the topic of of hero shooters again sort of as a sort of emerging genre um do you see it as being something that sticks around and where do you think it's going to go in the future oh i think we know how gaming works they find one theme and then write it out till it dies (laughs) (laughs) um uh next year call of duty hero theme i get no i don't guarantee it but <laughs> it wouldn't it would not surprise me to see that happen i mean yeah, like, it wouldn't black o- surprise me at all. yeah black ops 3 does the 6v6 now like it's all like very like league of legends style not not like in terms of gameplay but like in terms of presentation um so i do see it sticking around like obviously battleborn isn't doing as good as gearbox hoped it would i think it's mm. it's flatlining pretty badly now I already saw it on Steam for forty percent off. Like that—that's a bad sign. Yeah, that is. And yeah. Um. So it just depends on if other other companies can match sort of the success and the popularity of Overwatch. Otherwise, um. Otherwise, Blizzard Blizzard has got like a definite winner. Like, and they've clearly dominated the market at this point. Could Nintendo mm. do a hero shooter of sorts? That would be amazing. Yeah, cool. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh I my can. gosh, like Super Smash Bros, but a hero. Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. 
I would play. They Samus would never all do something time. awesome like that. That, that would work so well, genius. though. Genius! You've just blown my mind. Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want this so bad. I want this yeah. so bad. I was thinking, like you, you mentioned Call of Duty. Um, you know, if they were to get into the hero shooter scene, I'd have thought like Skylanders would be their most kind of appropriate property. Oh, I was yeah. like, they could have, they could have like this kind of adult Skylanders game where they've all got enormous guns and they just kill each other on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, just because the art style is kind of cartoony and arcadey, I thought like that might adapt quite well. Um, but yeah, that's. My idea sucks in comparison to Shannon's <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Hero Shooter. I love it. That's insane. Yeah, that would be Alrighty. so good. Well, we've sort of segued into our first topic there, which was Overwatch and Hero Shooters. Uh, let's continue with a couple more news items before we jump into our predictions. Uh, second up, I wanted to discuss No Man's Sky's delay. Uh, it has now been delayed until August. I think the new release date is August 9th from memory. Don't take my word from it, but I'm fairly sure it's around then. Um, firstly... On the topic of the delay straight up, uh, how upset are we? Kevin, are you kind of particularly disappointed to see this happen? Uh, I wouldn't say disappointed. I actually, I didn't, uh, I wouldn't say I saw it coming, but like when I heard the news, I'm like, ah, you know, I actually, I did see it coming. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I wasn't surprised. No, no, I wasn't that surprised. Um, It's it's a really ambitious title. Like it's Mm. it's crazy, like how big this is going to be. So like, it's almost like, you know, I expected a delay and, it's it's you know it's not going to disappoint me waiting what a few more months two three months um so you know you know if they did if they've got to work, work a bit longer to get it out in the best possible condition they can get it out in um then you know more power to them yeah yeah what about yourself shannon um yeah i it doesn't obviously doesn't bother me that much like six weeks difference or two months or whatever it is it's not that the end of the world but i I don't know if the longer they delay it, they put more pressure on themselves, or the longer they delay it, people's hopes for it diminish. But I, I just don't know what to expect out of this game, honestly. Like, I don't think they could show it again at E three, just because they've shown the basic concept of the game too many times now. And I mm. guess it was at their fault to sort of announce a release date and then delay it. Like, people expected it to come out a year ago, six months ago, based on just their own thoughts. But then once they came out with a release date, I don't think it was the best idea to lay it, but I'm sure there were good reason behind it. I think there's only three guys in the team. So obviously, yeah, they've they've been overworked and haven't been able to deliver. So I think it's very ambitious and they'd want to make it pay off. But I do worry that, yeah, it it might not deliver. Like, delaying a game is, is... never a great sign obviously in in the sense of uncharted it it would work out well but then there is the other side of it like who knows why they had to delay it and if six weeks is long enough to make that happen yeah yeah so this is how i come down on this right like i'm gonna lay it down for you so delays (laughs) i get it it's better to delay the game make sure it's good have a solid launch that's fine i get it take all the time you need but it is become so normalized now that I'm beyond the point of frustration. It's like just set your release date. To pick so pick a day where you're realistically <laughs> going to hit. All right, like okay, this day you know fairly achievable goal. We could release it on that day. All right, and then push it back six months. Okay, and release it there. So give yourself plenty of leeway and say we're not going to release it until then. Or, you know, we're not going to announce it until it's in alpha or, like, 
you know, like, we're real close to completing this and getting this to a finished product. Because it's just, like, every game now, we can't, we cannot accept, like, what they tell us. Like, oh, it's coming out holiday 2016. No, it's not. I'm telling you now, it's not going to come out then. It's going to come out 6 to 12 months later. It's just, it's such a normalized practice now. And half the time the games come out and they're buggy to begin with. Um, I think there's a problem. Like, I... I think, and I don't think it's a problem with game development. I think it's a problem with marketing. I think, like, in a constant like effort to like maybe appease investors or whatever, um, they're just constantly kind of pushing announcements and keeping buzz and hype going. But the hype for No Man's Sky has just been dragging out too long now. Like, it kind of picked up at the start of this year, and we're like, okay, it's looking all the more likely that we're actually going to get it this year. Uh, yeah. And then it kind of petered out. And as we got closer and closer to June, I was like, okay, when's when's the buzz of this game going to kick back up again? And it didn't happen. And, of course, it's because it's been delayed. Um, but, like, I'm just... Like, I hate the fact that I have to accept that, like, game delays are just kind of normal practice now. Like, I, I, I'm at the point where I expect every game to be delayed. And I kind of just want to get excited about games. And I kind of want them to, like... I don't know. I just feel like it's just way too normalized now. I think I'd rather not know about a game until it's like ready to roll than have like this kind of two year lead up. Um, I don't know. Do you guys think I'm completely wrong in that opinion? No, no I, I think agree. even yeah. Naughty Dog were never once to delay games. Nintendo were never once to delay. Like it's just become yeah. way too common. Yeah, exactly. Like it, I can't like, I can't think of a developer that's not kind of delayed a game sort of in this generation. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think I it's think almost like a better marketing perfectly. to announce a release date and then announce a delay and then announce a new release date. Maybe it does keep that coverage sort of rolling. Yeah, yeah. It and did in Uncharted's look, case for sure. I'm obviously not. You, you know, if I was if I was smarter and I knew stuff about this, maybe I wouldn't. I wouldn't have this opinion, and maybe I'd be like working in that side of the industry. But I'm not. Um, so you know, maybe there's a level of complexity to it that I'm just totally missing, and I'm totally ignorant um but at the same time like i think bethesda handled it so well with fallout like you know six months ahead of the release date we're like here's this game we are confident in showing you 30 minutes of gameplay the game's gonna come out in six months and sure enough it did like it was kind of a painless process and unsurprisingly that game did very very well uh i think like more developers and, and publishers it's not so much again not so much the developers i don't think publishers should adopt that mantra um that being said, uh, I'm curious what you guys think about all the hate that this announcement copped. Obviously, you know, I'm giving it a bit of criticism, but I'm sort of criticizing the sort of culture of delays as a whole. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm totally in disagreement about the death threats that were thrown Sean Murray's way, like totally out of line. Um, what do you guys make of the sort of anger and kind of vitriol, I guess, that surrounded this delay? Mm, it's, it's very uh, not good. Like, it's, it's just... <laughs> It's, it's, Very, I don't know how to say it. it's it's so it's so like immature you know yeah oh, like so, every time so every time people start looking at the gaming industry as something that's growing and becoming more mature like some rubbish like this happens and it's like it's it's absolutely disgusting like not only did was the was the development team getting death threats the person the people who broke the news were getting death threats as well um <laughs> I'm pretty yeah because I'm pretty sure Kotaku so ironic, broke really, the news. <laughs> Um, and 
Yeah, and one one of the writers was getting death threats. So it was just it's absolutely ridiculous. Like I don't, there's nothing can justify you know sending a death threat at least of a game delay. Like like you like you said, you and yeah. like yeah. We're, we're in the sort of market where nearly every single game is delayed. And and I guess it's I guess it's like I, I wouldn't say. I mean, I guess it's sort of admirable that this game, it's not a franchise, it's not a sequel, it's just, it's totally brand new, it's already created, like, such a passionate fan base, but on the other hand, you know, you can't just go around slinging, you know, saying stuff like that, just because it's on the internet, like, it's just, there's nothing that can justify it, that's my, that's my stance. Yeah, do you kind of come down the same way, Shannon? Yeah, I think maybe how they could learn from it and I don't think it's going to stop stupid things like this happening but maybe just mm-hmm. being more transparent about it mm-hmm. like I don't know if providing polish really does it for me in terms of a reason to delay something I don't know like it's not up to me or you to to decide how people handle these types of things but yeah I'd just like a more from a, a gamer's point of view and having a general interest in a game like more understanding about why it was delayed and yeah. maybe that might make the process is a little bit easier to understand because yeah. it is a thing like if you're looking forward to one game you are counting down the days and the weeks and it is mm. a detriment and I guess that's it does show dedication and love for a game so that's probably where it comes from but as Kevin said it just shows a bit of immaturity from yeah. our industry and our community uh, absolutely absolutely and uh, you know I, I like to think that we could we could be better that sort of as a collective community I think yeah. you know, instead of saying I'm going to kill you for delaying your game. Like, we should be saying something more like, you know, disappointed to see this news, but, you know, Hank's so excited for your game. Like, you guys take the time you need. Um, yeah. Wish you the best of launch. Like, you know, we, we sh- I think we if we're supporting the industry with a bit more sort of positivity, then it's only yeah, going to benefit. And that is what they're saying, just in an incredibly odd and immature way. Essentially, yeah. it is them being upset. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, instead of hey, love, I really love this game that you're making, so I'm going to threaten to kill you because you're not giving it to me now. Essentially, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's an interesting sort of circumstances, I guess. Um, the more I'm sort of thinking about it, and I'm trying to, like, better to articulate sort of my feelings, I guess, on this on this situation and yeah. the sort of culture of delays. Um, I, I do think it's a marketing issue, um, and I think it comes down to a matter of trust. Like, on quite a superficial level, like, well, you're saying that's going to come out on such and such a day. How can I trust you anymore? Like, considering the amount of delays your previous game got, um, it's also the same marketing that's saying, "Hey, this is a game worth getting excited for." And if that marketing is like constantly being disproven in the way that you're you're on your release date, then maybe you're going to start like questioning other aspects of the marketing. Um, you know, maybe like people just kind of work subconsciously like that. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of hope that I've personally got the capacity to say, okay, like obviously you're having delays, but I trust that the quality of the game is still going to be good. As you say, it is. Um, yeah. Uncharted obviously suffered a bunch of delays, but was an incredible game. So, uh, you know, doesn't always spell doom and gloom, but, um, yeah, I just hate how commonplace it's become, um, just yeah you know i want to hear a game's coming out and i want to be able to play it when they say it's coming out like it's just mm-hmm. pretty straightforward it gets me more excited uh anyhow let's uh, skip on to the next topic um which is xbox vr so 
there was an official E3 website that added category title to Xbox One Virtual Reality, which has led us to believe that Microsoft are more than likely to announce some kind of VR initiative at E3. Um, it's previously been rumoured that uh, a more powerful Xbox One will be compatible with Oculus Rift. Uh, Shannon, you were there writing up this new story as it broke. Did you mm-hmm. believe it to be legit? You reckon this is a pretty likely, likely outcome? Yeah, so what I think will happen, like I think they'd be silly if they didn't do this, I think they're going to create this new console that can handle the Oculus Rift, and I think that makes the Oculus Rift more of a better sell, and I think it puts Microsoft in a position where they have something to compete with PlayStation Mm. VR, which just going on pre-orders looks like it's going to be a success, or at least the most successful VR device. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's likely, like I said, I think they'd be silly if they didn't do it. They haven't really said too much about HoloLens. I know HoloLens isn't VR, but it's definitely happening. I think it'll release next year, but I don't know if that's too late for Microsoft to get in the game. Yeah, I was wondering what what you guys thought of that. Kevin, where do you think uh, HoloLens fits into this? Do you think there is enough of a distinction uh, between virtual reality and augmented reality that these could be products that are on the market at the same time or do you think that you know they're going to support oculus like shannon suggested for a period of years before eventually moving into hololens um at this point if if uh because vr seems to be the huge craze i i I see microsoft ditching hololens completely at this point um right especially because augmented reality and virtual reality two very different things uh, bas- like uh, general consumers will not know the difference. They'll they'll see Hololens and assume virtual reality, or they'll see Oculus Rift and assume augmented reality. So I definitely, if this partnership is to is is going to happen, and if Microsoft are really going to push, uh, you know, the Oculus or virtual reality, I I think I see the Hololens being shelved indefinitely for now. Otherwise, I don't know, merge them together. I don't see how but you know maybe turn hololens into something different um mm. yeah but yeah those are my thoughts yeah, people forget be, that interesting sorry um, people go. forget that microsoft aren't really traditionally hardware builders so i think they'd be more than happy to get someone else's hardware and just customize the xbox for it and create software for it yeah i think i think that certainly makes uh, sense from a business perspective doesn't it um it's it's, a, it's just with the oculus rift it's going to be I don't see it competing with the PlayStation VR at all because you're looking at you're looking at hardware that's literally double the price of the mm. PlayStation VR. Yeah. Uh, like Oculus Rift alone is one thousand dollars, like roughly. So I, you know, it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be a strange one. Uh, and I, I also like you said, Shannon, I don't see Microsoft creating their own VR headset. Like, no. if anything, they'd be partnering with an external company. So yeah, it's like sure. it's sort of like a lose lose situation here because I I honestly don't know what's going to happen because you can't sell the Oculus Rift at half the price because that's a huge loss and yeah. like orders aren't being met as they are right now because I know a ton of like pre orders haven't been met at the moment. Um, so you know it's it's going to be an interesting E threes <laughs> is what I have to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys are going to have a fun time there, no doubt. Um, yeah, like, uh, it's interesting. I think you guys are right. I can't imagine they're making it themselves. Maybe it'll be some sort of scaled-down Oculus kit, like maybe sort of an earlier prototype to try and minimize cost. Um, 
but you know that would make sense kind of having multiple oculuses in the mix because they want to try and ensure compatibility as much as possible i'm sure and they works very hard to get the oculus up to where it is so, you know they don't have that sort of input lag and some of the motion sickness involved with it too um but i'm kind of like a little upset uh, like i'd be a little upset if this was replacing hololens honestly um that minecraft demo from the e3 i think last year or the year before that was in- exceptional um yeah and augmented reality is obviously the sort of next progression of this technology. Um, you know, virtual reality is great, obviously. You know, it's still to arrive at a consumer level, really, um, or at least become mainstream. Uh, so I suppose, like, it's maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves to already be, you know, looking for a consumer AR product. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, Microsoft did appear to sort of be ahead of the curve on this one. Um, and, you know, maybe at a time that everyone's releasing virtual reality headsets, if they were to release kind of a reasonably priced augmented reality headset, uh, that would make a difference. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think augmented reality is absolutely going to be something we see in the future. Maybe it depends on how successful visual rea- virtual reality is. You know, maybe I'll be an old man by the time it's a mainstream thing. But... Like, it, it makes so much sense, and, you know, it's what we see in sci-fi movies, so I think it makes sense to see it at some point in the future. Um, yeah, like, it. I wonder what's kind of going on in the R&D department at, uh, at Microsoft, kind of experimenting with these things and trying to make it work on the... Uh, the, the the hardware that they currently have in the market like it, it it must be kind of problematic and they must be sort of constantly clashing um there's a lots of things in the mix uh but uh let's let's use that to segue into our predictions of what we're going to see at e3 so xbox vr potentially being one of them microsoft's cons- conference will be held on tuesday june 14th at 2 30 a.m australian eastern standard time if you want to see all the different times uh for new zealand and australia and all its time zones head over to press start uh, you'll find a full schedule list there or you can jump over in the twitter it's the, the pinned tweet at the moment so you can see it all there um but shannon let's kick things off with you give us a, a wish list what would you like to see at the xbox conference well, what I think we will see, it doesn't really bother me because I'm not the biggest Xbox fan, to be honest, but what I think they'll announce 100% is a new slim console and what I think is more likely than announcing a second more powerful console will be some sort of ability to add things on to make it more powerful because I don't think they've got that ready yet, but I think they will announce it. So mm. rather than announce a slim console, then another console that's more powerful, which would be stupid, I think which has been rumoured that they will then be able to add things on using a proprietary port or something to make it more powerful next year. And that's how it'll tie into this VR. I don't, I don't think that can be ready yet, but I think they will announce it and future-proof their console because Sony really have the potential to pull ahead even further at this E3, and that's not my fanboyism coming out. That's just fact. I think Microsoft <laughs> needs a future... <laughs> I think Microsoft needs to future-proof their console, and I think they can do that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, you know, there's a big expectation of them to come out all guns blazing. You know, they're on the back foot um, by yep. some margin at this point, um, by, as all indicators suggest. Uh, so, yeah, they've, they've really got to come out all guns blazing for sure, um, start kicking down doors. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm in agreement. I think a slim console is guaranteed. Um, 
it's in desperate need of it. The Xbox One is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, it doesn't make any noise as a result. I love how quiet it is. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's like a it's good monstrous. Point. And the fact that the power brick is on the outside of the console, like, come on. Um, so yeah, there's hand over fist, much more efficient use of the the, the space inside the PS4 console. Um, yeah. That being said, what, what do you think of uh, the rumors that this are going to be an, an Xbox One and a half or sort of an updated console hardware wise? Do you think it'll just be adding kind of modular ports, or what do you think it'll be? I think that's how they should do it. Personally, like Sony, I think at this point should potentially think about doing the same. I think it's a much easier sell to say you can buy a new slim device for the same price and then add on certain things. I know that further segments the audience, but I just think that's an easier sell than buying a whole new console that's been upgraded. And then you you put that fear in gamers' minds that they might have to shell out another $600 for another upgraded Mm. console in three years. But yeah, I I think that's the way they'll go about it. I I just can't, it's either that or they have to announce an upgraded console. I can't see them upgrade announcing a slim and an upgraded console. I just don't see the logic in that whatsoever, and that's the rumor at the moment. Yeah, I mean, we we both own Xbox Ones though. Like, what do you think that's going to mean for us as as Xbox One owners? Like, is is our console going to become redundant? Um, like, is it going to split the user base? Do you think? You know, that's obviously the the accusation that's thrown in the way of the PlayStation yeah. 4K. Um, yeah, what, like, how do you think uh, an Xbox One exists in in that sort of world? I it does obviously split the user base, but I think in all circumstances they will make it so it has to play. All games have to play on the old Xbox. Mm. Obviously, you're still splitting the user base because things are going to run better on certain consoles. Might get to a point where certain features are cut, but I just think this is the world that we live in now. Like. With the PS3, it was a lot harder to develop for, so we didn't see the true potential until Uncharted 3, The Last of Us, where I truly do believe that we've hit the potential of the PS4 a lot earlier with the likes of Uncharted 4. Yeah. So if you want to see innovation in gameplay, I th- I think this is the only way forward. It's, it is annoying that people have to shell out, but the only people that are going to shell out are the only people that care about 60 frames per second and better graphics, essentially. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, Kevin, what do you think? Uh, what, what's your sort of prediction this whole sort of console-wise? Have you got anything to weigh in on? Yeah, it's... it's Like I said before with the Oculus Rift, Microsoft have really... If... Like, because these rumours are sort of contradicting one another. If half of them are true, Microsoft has sort of dug their own grave at this point because uh, I'm not being a Microsoft hater. I do play on PC a lot. <laughs> um, but the problem is you need you need a substantially more powerful console to run something like virtual reality on Oculus Rift, but at the same time, you don't want to split your user ba- base completely in two by having games that can only run on the Xbox 1.5 or whatever they call, they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's in that case where it's either the Oculus Rift rumor is true and they are developing a stronger console that will split the user base or they're keeping the two consoles uh, more together and what we might be getting is a very stripped back version of the Oculus Rift. So it's like, it's it's one or the other. Um, you can't, you, you just cannot split the user base because that would just destroy Microsoft. Um just like their credibility, their popularity, um, nobody's going to be happy that they have to pay for basically a brand new console this early in um, the Xbox One's life cycle. 
Um, so I'm gonna see if they're gonna announce a slim. I reckon it'll be the new like the one point five in a slim. Um, yeah, like Shannon said, I don't see them doing both, like a slim of the old one and then the new one. I reckon they'll just they'll just combine it together and just release like a slim version of the one point five. Um, other than that, yeah, it's um, it's a tricky situation, like I said, because yeah, it's just the main problem is uh, keeping the keeping the fan base and the player base together. Mm, mm. So, uh, so I reckon we've we've pretty much covered so the console there. Um, yeah, I'm I'm largely in agreement with you guys. I think um, I think uh, we should see a competitive pricing point. If we, I reckon we'll get a, like a slim sort of updated Xbox One at a as low a price point as they can they can get i guess um and then maybe an updated console as well um that seems kind of crazy almost kind of like a console update and then uh a slim version sort of within the one one conference like that probably be pretty crazy um but uh it seems like that could well be the case um so yeah i reckon i reckon that's how it's going to go down um but what do you guys reckon kind of software wise what kind of games do we do we reckon we're going to see shan how what are you hoping you're going to witness on the big screen to be honest i don't know what they're going to announce i think it's certain well we know for sure halo wars 2 is going to be shown i don't have was i don't know if the first game was a massive hit i think anything halo is going to get attention i think it'll have definite advancements over the first i think gears 4 they need to hype that up badly like the beta underperformed impressions today hasn't haven't been amazing but i'm sure they've got some cool stuff to show they're going to announce new forza which sort of scratches an itch rare is the one thing that would get me excited but they sort of showed sea of thieves i think it was called last year which is that pirate game that looked just odd so i i honestly think their focus will still be on the hardware and sort of trying to match what PlayStation are doing there. So I think that's where their focus will be. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know like I'm looking I'm looking through the first party sort of lineup at, here at the moment kind of what the various developers are up to. Um obviously, you know, we we know what Rare are doing, we know what the Coalition are doing, you know, Gears of War is obviously going to have a have a bit of a feature. Um I'm curious, though, just thinking about it now, what we're going to see Minecraft-wise, because obviously Mojang has uh, has been acquired um, by uh, by Xbox now. Um, maybe it's finally time we're going to see what that means uh, for Minecraft in terms of Xbox ex- exclusivity. Uh, maybe we're going to see some kind of like a, a Minecraft 2, so to speak, uh, or at least some kind of Xbox-specific updates uh, that are making use of that. But... Um, yeah, interesting to see what the sort of developments are there. Have you got any ideas of what we might see, Kevin? Um, yeah, definitely Gears of War 4. Hopefully we'll get a demo that's a little more bright. Um, I don't remember if you um, saw last year. It was just completely dark. Mm. So um, hopefully we get some more Gears of War. Uh, Crackdown 3 is probably on the top of my list of what, Ooh, of what yeah, I want to see. Yeah. Um, I really liked the first one. That was a really good game um, from the uh, Xbox 360. And they've got their original creator back, David Jones, because um, they, they, they kicked him out or something. They fired him for Crackdown 2, which, and it was a terrible game. Um, mm. And we've had a little bit of demos um, from 
like we've had a little bit of footage from E3 last year, and it, what they've shown us looks really, really promising. Apparently, like there's this whole cloud-based uh, destruction system, yeah, uh, called Azure, Azure or something, um, which looks absolutely sick. Um, hopefully, I mean, obviously we're in Australia, and cloud-based software is, you know, with our kind of internet, it's going to be a bit touch and go. But you know, we'll hopefully we'll see, you know, the true potential this year. Um, yeah, I want to see more Crackdown 3, want to see more Scalebound, uh, been delayed to 2017, um, we were talking about delays before and I was not surprised <laughs> to see Scalebound delayed, um, Platinum Games are very hit and miss now, I mean, we just saw the reviews come out for, uh, Mut- Mutants in Manhattan, the new Teenage Mutant game, um, and that's got like a 40 on Metacritic, whereas, you know, you look mm. at Bayonetta 2 and it's got like a 95, so it's like, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're all, all over the place, Platinum. Yeah, um, but Scalebound looks like one of the more, you know, potentially great games for Platinum. For Platinum. Um, so hopefully we see, you know, another vertical slice from Scalebound. Other than that, like the one sort of the couple of there's a couple of indie games that I really want to see. One's called Cuphead. It's like yes. it's like a side-scrolling shoot. Yeah, you've heard of it. Yeah. That should have come it. out ages ago as well. That's oh, it was. Been... I did not know. It's but, been like, I just been a while coming. Yeah, <laughs> it just seems like I've it just got come out ages yeah. ago. I've got like such a fondness for that kind of art style, like the 1930s old school Disney cartoons, and turning it into like a run and gun side scroll is just like. It's gonna be amazing. Like it's gonna, it's gonna hmm. like the artwork alone just has me excited. And yeah, there's so another good. one called, um, and there's another indie game called Below, which looks really again artistically it looks absolutely amazing. And it's it's got that roguelike um, hack and slash combat, which I'm a sucker for. Very Binding of Isaac like. So hopefully we see a bit more of indie stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is it Xbox IP or something like that. Well, ID Xbox, oh, ID, ID yeah, and ID, Xbox. Yeah. I eventually got that. Uh, I think that that program is going to be a huge feature for them. Um, I think if they can try and like secure some of these access to, to indie uh, indie games and really sort of publish uh, support the publishing of them on their platform, that'd be a, a good bonus for them. I think Cuphead looks awesome. I think there's a lot of interest in Cuphead. So yeah, totally with you there. Um, I'm also interested to see what they do so the second party partner-wise as well. Obviously, you know, it's too soon for Remedy uh, to announce something following Quantum Break. Um, but, you know, kind of studios like Undead Labs, um, the Behemoth, uh, kind of certain, even Certain Affinity as well, um, having worked on the uh, Master Chief collection. I'm kind of curious to see what they're up to. Maybe it's a little too soon to see what they're, what they're all about. Um, but uh, another one that I'm particularly interested in is Recall, obviously by Armature. Um, uh, we didn't, we've not seen much of this, this game so far. It was, a, you know, that sort of concept, sort of um, CGI sort of trailer with the robotic dog in, in a desert and stuff like that. Uh, but I immediately got and I got Journey vibes from it. I was intrigued. Um, so yeah, curious to see what they they announced there. Um, but Shannon, we lost you before. You're back. You were you were on a roll chatting about what games you were excited for. Yes. Did you want to continue where you left off? Um, yeah, I can't remember sort of what what I was saying, but um, yeah, the one thing that could excite me is definitely Rare sort of coming out and announcing something in the vein of a Banjo Kazooie. But I think last year they announced Sea of Thieves, yeah, which is a game that I don't know. People seem to get excited over, but to me, it looked like a crappy 
Nintendo 64 <laughs> styled game that nobody wanted, which is but what Red, Red does. I don't care. It looks <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not what I want from Rare at all. Like they're the one sort of IP that Microsoft have that actually is my childhood. Like they're that that one company that can pull excitement from an E3 announcement and they just never do. <laughs> Are they the ones that um, did the crowdfunding for ukulele, or was that a company no, made up of made was, by... Yeah, made yeah. up of... Uh, okay, yeah. So that's yeah. what I would love to see, like, that kind of game. It looks awesome. Yeah, I, like, obviously we've seen um, 3D platformers kind of come back with a vengeance recently. Yeah. Ukulele, amazing success with Kickstarter. Uh, Ratchet and Clank came out this year yeah. and was very, very well received. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the time is right to be releasing these games, but... Yeah, they're not doing it. Uh, do you think they could dish it off to someone else, though? Do you reckon they could give a, a smaller studio the, the property and have them build it? Uh, or no, give, it's give to be the smaller... Give, <laughs> give the other company CFDs and work on something decent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, like Kevin was saying, Cuphead, I think you said Recore, Tacoma, yeah. which is the next game from the Gone Home guys, which is Xbox exclusive, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That sort of stuff interests me, and it's first, that's is sort it of the first to Xbox. I'm gonna have to search it up there. I think it could be first to Xbox. It's definitely being associated with Microsoft more than yeah, anything absolutely. else. So, um, but yeah, what I was saying at the end of my rant before was that Microsoft came out last week, and I don't know if you guys spoke about this. They said that all first-party games would be now released across both Windows 10 and xbox one so how does that sit with you guys I, there's sort of it's similar to the death threat thing people are losing their mind over it saying why did i buy an xbox one you made me do this now you're taking the games elsewhere how does it sit with you guys um i i'm loving it uh, only one problem <laughs> one one huge problem yeah and this is a huge problem the, the windows 10 like app store is absolute garbage it is so bad yeah um uh, because I I had Ori and a Blind Forest on Windows 10 and like and it's just it's just a nightmare to run on my on my Windows 10 laptop and and I've got a decent like I've got a decent rig in my laptop but it's just yeah they really need to fix that interface they really need to fix like the Windows 10 compatibility and if they really want like if they want my full support my 100% Kevin He stamp of approval um they need to make it windows 7 exclusive not exclusive windows 7 compatible as well which is never gonna happen (laughs) never gonna happen (laughs) i I do think they'll they'll come out again and announce a new dash for both xbox and windows 10 for gaming they they tend to do that every year anyway so i think they will definitely feature that at their press conference yeah i'm i'm a big fan of xbox becoming a platform rather than just a straight up machine um Like, I think uh, there's a lot to benefit from, from that. And, you know, the, the game only benefits. So there's no reason why we should kind of get all angsty about this. You know, I can understand, you know, Xbox fans being a little, hey, like, I have a PC, but, like, I bought your console to play the games you were going to release on it, and now you're telling me I didn't need to? Like, I could have just played it on PC to begin with. I kind of get that. Yeah. I kind of get that sort of anxiousness, I suppose. Um, but, you know, like, it just gives more like more people access to their games which is better for the developers it's better for microsoft and it's 
just kind of better in the long run, I think. Like, it, that provides, you know, more resources for them and, and greater competition. Um, so, yeah, like, I think it's the way to go. But uh, I'm with Kevin. Like, I think the kind of the existing sort of ecosystem on PC does need to be a bit more polished. Um, you know, a PC, I think, is becoming far like far more of a of a mainstream platform like i'm amazed to see steam's user base like continuously growing yeah um, sure. I, I would have thought it would have plateaued kind of like a number of years ago now but it's it's not uh and with steam machines obviously kind of in the mix now as well um and uh, pretty decent rigs becoming all the more affordable you know, especially you know we've just had a release in new graphics cards which changes the the balance again um but i think you know like a lot of console players are coming over and the whole process does need to be streamlined a bit. Like I like the Xbox app on PC, but it is clunky at times. It, you know, the storefront, as Kevin suggested, you know, could be could be improved substantially. Kevin looks aghast at me. Are you? Do you? Are you horrified? But I'm what I'm saying right now. No, no. <laughs> I accept. I accept your lunacy. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, you know, I'm I'm sat at my desk a lot of the time. I've got my, my PlayStation hooked up over here, but my Xbox is in the other room. Uh, a lot of the time, like, I'll stream games. Um, but the streaming thing, like, just doesn't work. Like, it's never the same experience. Like, it's really kind of a plan B for me always. Um, but, you know, if, if there was, like, a cross-play sort of thing, like a cross-save sort of functionality that, you know, I could take something on my PC or I could take it on my Xbox or I could take it on my, my laptop and play it on the go... Um, you know, what's wrong with that sort of compatibility? Um, it just gives you more options. So I'm sort of, I'm sort of down for that, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, it's I think a lot of like, yeah, a lot of Xbox fans just want, don't want to share, you know, they're like, no, this can't come out on any other platform. That's why I guess, you know, they're sending death threats, which again, no excuse. <laughs> I mean, I understand them being salty, but there's no excuse to go that, you know, to go absolutely in- insane. Um, and, you know, if I spent $400 on an Xbox only for all the games to come out on PC, I would also be a little bit miffed, but I'm a smart person. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know. I still I still feel, um, you know, the, the types of people that buy a gaming console to play games are quite different from from the people that play games on PC. And, you know, there obviously is a substantial overlap now. You know, I'm an example of that. Kevin, oh, well, all three of us are an example of that. Um, actually, Shannon, you're not a big PC player, really, are you? Um, no. But, uh, but um, like, I think there are games I find where I want to I wanna play it on console. Like, that's where my friends are playing it. I can sit down on yeah, the couch with yeah. a controller in my hand. I kick back. Yeah, we, we were chatting about... Uh, the Witcher, kind of the start of this podcast. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like we had kind of different, we interacted with that game differently. So you know, there are going to be games where I would like to play that experience on console. Like you know, Quantum Break, for example, probably a game I would prefer to play it on yeah. console rather than on PC. Yeah. Um, Dark, Dark you know, Souls, um, a hundred percent on PS4 for me. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it, it varies, and it's a, it's, I, you know, I like I like giving players that choice, uh, and that's what Microsoft are essentially doing here. Um, if you're a console one and you like your e- Xbox One ecosystem, like just because the game is on PC doesn't mean you have to get it on PC. You can continue mm. getting it on Xbox. Just Absolutely. because other people can now play it and you have had people intrude on your exclusive club, like I don't know, just just relax a little bit. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm being horribly controversial and I'm going to attract so much hate for this. But uh, uh, <laughs> what am I? What am I doing to myself? This podcast. 
so yeah, we've covered Xbox there in depth. Um, we've not even got to Sony yet as well, who have just as many cards up their sleeves or, or tricks, I should say, up their sleeves. Um, what do we? What do we reckon? Sony, they're a conference. Let me pull up the the date. Uh, it's again on Tuesday, June fourteenth, but later in the morning at eleven a.m. You yeah. don't have to get up at the crack of dawn for that one. You can sleep in a little bit. Um, <laughs> what do we? What do we reckon we're going to see at their their conference, Shannon? You're obviously the resident PlayStation fanboy, as am I, to a degree. Um, what, do you, what do you reckon we're going to see there? God, I have no idea. I'm sort of torn now. Like, if you asked me two or three weeks ago, I would have said 100% they're going to show the PlayStation Neo, but now there are reports <laughs> that they'll hold off that announcement until sort of Gamescom or PlayStation Games Week. So I, I still think it's better for them to be upfront and honest and announce it as soon as possible but if they've got yeah. word that well it's tricky maybe they thought nintendo were going to come out with the nx and they knew that they couldn't overshadow that with a half jump so maybe that has changed their thought but i think definitely it's coming i think they could announce it i wouldn't be surprised either way i think people will be expecting it so it'll be a letdown if they don't mm. i think we'll 100 percent see a lot of vr stuff they haven't shown too much gameplay outside of sizzle reels and a few demos for like London Heist and that type of thing so to a lot of people's despair I think quite a bit of the conference will be taken up with that um and maybe a little bit of Crash Bandicoot just maybe 20 year anniversary (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah oh god don't, I, don't, don't, don't I don't think they'll i don't think they'll do it i think he will play a part in the show whether it be t-shirts prop something i think he'll be there just to but mess I, with us yeah i don't think it's gonna happen yeah i don't know like so spoilers for uncharted 4 full warning if you're nervous about that gonna take my out, but it's been spoiled <laughs> By many an outlet as, as of now. Um, but, you know, like, Crash Bandicoot made an appearance in Uncharted 4. Um, you could play, like, a substantial portion of the game within the in the game. Um, yeah. I feel like that was its last hurrah. Like, that was them kind of acknowledging the fact that there was such a demand for Crash Bandicoot. Um, and it was just like, a, I think it was like a nice kind of cherry on top of, of Crash Bandicoot's legacy. And it was like, look at where this company has gone. Like, yeah. are you sure you want to see a Crash Bandicoot game? Like, look at what we can do now. Um, I don't know. I don't know. A special successor might be alright. Uh, yeah, I no, or I still think they should, for the 20 year anniversary, at least remaster the original. I don't know how possible that is. Yeah. Is the Remastering the original. Is it this year or next year? I'm pretty sure it's this year, the end of this, this year. year. Yeah. Or yeah. something could be announced. Yeah, that that would make sense. I think they could easily do that. I I think Crash would not be a good game unless it was severely redone, and I don't think anyone would want to spend the time doing that. I think they should 100%, if they can, remaster it. I think they can because the game was in Uncharted, as you just said. So it's definitely possible whether they'll spend the money and time required. I just think that game would sell crazy amounts like we've seen when we've done our crash stuff and every time we post anything crash related like it does resonate like mario to other people's childhood like a lot of like you i think you said your first game was crash or or near about you learn uh yeah it was it was one of my my first games yeah so it's that next sort of generation after mario where 
a lot of people would be interested in that. A lot of people's girlfriends would be interested in that. Yeah. It would it, it would get a lot yeah. of people in. I I just can't believe they wouldn't do it. If they don't do it this year, it's, it's not going to happen ever. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe it'd be cool if like Shuhei Yoshida kind of walked out on stage with like this enormous check and everyone's like, what is he doing with that? And then like some suit from Activision walks out and he just hands <laughs> yeah. over the check yeah. and then he like the Activision guy hands over then like crash a plush just, crash just bandicoot. That would dances. be amazing. Like <laughs> I'd love to see something like that. Um, some acknowledgement of that. Uh, and then yeah. some technician comes out and Shuhei is like, what have you been up to recently? He's like, oh, I just managed to patch the PlayStation network so everyone can change their names. And then the crowd yeah. goes crazy again. Um, that'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you reckon, Kevin? What's on your wish list? What are we going to see PlayStation announce? Well, I mean, Shannon said before um, they they were hesitant on announcing the 4.5 or the Neo. I'm going to say 4.5 because I'm different. Um, because of the you NX. Love them but... decimal places. <laughs> but the thing is, Nintendo aren't going to be at E3. So I, I actually think that the 4.5 is going to be announced at E3 with that a substantial part of uh, PlayStation VR will also be demoed uh, at E3 um, because I know the you know VR the PlayStation VR is like gonna hit uh, this year, isn't it? Yep. Um, uh, yeah. So totally. I yeah. So I I assume the 4.5 will follow suit um, quite quickly because you know you kind of want you kind of want the stronger specs in order to run a better virtual reality experience. Um, you know, that's 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 sort of my prediction. Um, obviously, people are expecting. Apparently, people are expecting um, the PlayStation Four Point Five to run four K gaming, which is. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna have to nip that in the bud because there has been a lot of confusion because there's been rumors of four K and what I think what that means is like media like uh, movies and stuff will be. Um, yeah outputted at a resolution of 4k which is doable on a 4k tv but you absolutely cannot have a, the playstation 4.5 running 4K in 4k first <laughs> <laughs> like no like sony will be selling each console at a loss of like two grand like i would move I would, if they were doing that i would absolutely move over to sony's ball court like i would i would be a fanboy for the rest of my life but okay okay so it's definitely not 4k gaming but 4k output resolution for like yeah movies and like a TV. 4k upscale maybe but it's yeah certainly not gonna be native for sure for sure yeah okay yeah but um in terms of uh software have we moved on to software yet or sure Go for it. okay sorry yeah host away um <laughs> sorry i'm jumping the gun there um so last guardian that's gonna be a definite uh showing yeah. Um, so we've finally got an actual like release date for that. So I absolutely, if they if they announce a delay again, I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> lose my mind. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna bring eggs into the conference, just pip them onto the stage. <laughs> um. So you know, I'm pretty excited for for um Last Guardian. I was a huge fan of Shadow of the Colossus, and you know, it's been like eight years or seven seven or eight years. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still excited after all this time. Other than that, um, Call of Horizon, Duty is now like Horizon got Zero a partnership Dawn. with Sony. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is I, um, well, it was 2016, but then there were rumors of that being delayed. I think it will be delayed till 2017. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't see them doing I that at E3 that. though. They're not going to like show a trailer and just change the date <laughs> at the end of it. Like, <laughs> it it's all the rage at the moment. They could. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 
maybe maybe they'll say something like um Unfortunately, we'll have to wait a little bit longer for Horizon. Yeah, uh, no, I, I think they'll just show the trailer and then it'll like, be... Here's a brand new trailer. Yeah, it'll like, be a uh... smaller announcement later in the week. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. That's completely possible. <laughs> while, it's, while it's all in the mix, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about uh, Sony Bend? They've been up to no good for ages. Uh, what do yeah. you reckon they're working on? No idea, but it's been really sort of well-anticipated for ages because they did... They did Uncharted on the Vita, right? Uh, yes, yeah. And they, they did... The did they do Resistance as well, I, potentially? Or they did another good, awesome Vita game, but that's really all they they've done. They might have done, done a, a port, but uh, I can't remember. Oh, I need but, yeah, like, they've been, at, they've been dormant for years. Yes, and I like they showed with Uncharted on the Vita, which was an awesome game, what, what they could do. So I think it'll be a new IP, but mm. yeah, I have no idea. Yes, they did. There's, well, there's uh, resistance rumors on the of a PSP, trademark. Sorry. There was like a, a trademark, I think, taken out by Sony that was like "Dead Don't Ride" or something yeah, like that. Yeah, which uh, was that, like you know a people zombie. have maybe loosely attached to Bend, but um, yeah, like you know they're obviously a pretty talented team. Um, so uh, keen to see what they keen to see what they do next for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like PlayStation needs kind of someone of their caliber to have another game on the horizon as well. So it's yeah, I I feel like Sony have really embraced their E3 press conference in the last few years since they had that used game video shown. I feel like they've really seen merit in having those what the how moments on stage, even if they are something little. What was it? The Shenmue Kickstarter last year, or whatever that was, that yeah. everyone yeah. lost it over. Like they see value in those types of things, yeah. and the Final so, Fantasy VII remake as well. Yeah, I, I think that, we'll like, see a few yeah. of those. It's anyone's guess what they could be. Crash could be one of those, but regardless, I think we'll see a few wow moments. Crash, crash, please <laughs> get, get over <laughs> it, man. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. I was. I... I always kind of build up Sony's uh, conferences yeah. in my head way too much. And then it comes out and I'm like, ah, oh, that was, it was all right. I guess it wasn't quite what I wanted, but then I kind of reflect on it more. I'm like, okay, that was, that was kind of good. You know, the, their standout one was when they announced the PlayStation four though. That was like, I was yeah. insane. Um, but, uh, I can see them kind of doing, they all like to do kind of little kind of quirky things. Like I can imagine them wheeling out, um, Kojima kind of just onto stage and just kind of saying, Hey, it's Kojima. And he, (laughs) yeah. And he just kind of walks out and it's like, here's my logo. And here's the kind of concept of the action game that I'm working on. I'm really excited about it. Can't wait to tell you more. Like, over the next couple of years and then him just kind of disappear like literally that'd be it him just kind of walking out the stage no graphics nothing just super excited to be part of the playstation team and then disappear um i think we'll see the destiny year two stuff as well that's probably Mm. without doubt there was a leak of the poster apparently the next one's gonna be called rise of iron or something yeah Yeah, i think Um, that's right yeah yeah Yeah, we'll definitely um, see that i reckon I don't know, like, it's going to be a weird E3, I think. Like, it's just kind of... I'd be amazed if after all of this rumour and speculation we don't see any new consoles. I think, especially in the case of PlayStation, it's kind of an absolute shoo-in now. Like, just, you know, the amount of rumours and kind of sources that have been uh, have been referencing this for ages. Um, it looks like a surefire thing now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to see that. How they handle the marketing will be interesting. Um I don't think we'll see an updated PS4. I think, sorry, an, an updated, like a, like a slim version or anything like that. Yeah, um, no, for sure. I think 
it'll just be all focus on this new console. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'd be very sort of delicate uh, handling of it. But uh, yeah, like in terms of what else we're going to see kind of uh, software wise, um, I'm not awfully sure. I think it's largely going to be stuff we've already seen before. Maybe one or two things that are newish. Um, I'd be excited to see Sony Bend, but I'm struggling to kind of think of anyone else uh, that would really kind of God of me. God of War luck in God of War for sure. Ah, God of War I totally forgot about that yes yeah, the Viking God, God of War I'm so down yeah, for sure. yes <laughs> I think that'll be um, next yeah. year potentially like even mid next year yeah that's, yeah that's pretty uh, do you optimistic. reckon that'd be their March game do you think it usually is I don't know oh if... well Horizon maybe around yeah there. I could be even Horizon in March maybe God of War is their holiday game but Yes, when you look at PlayStation first-party games, there haven't been too many heavy hitters. Really, Uncharted 4 was the first one yeah. that was sort of on that mm. top-tier scale. So, yeah, I, I, I reckon maybe they... we'll see... Because um, uh, Ready at Dawn are doing... Um, not Ready at Dawn, um, Supermassive Games, the guys who did Until Dawn. Yeah. I know they're working yeah. on an expansion, um, so I reckon we'll see an expansion... Like, footage of that i think the expansion is going to be vr good. demo they yeah were, vr they exclusive Russia blood yeah i don't yeah. think so they're doing they, that though we'll see some scissor reels and that, yeah. i think but uh i mean yeah. I'm, I'm, since, since i accidentally name dropped ready at dawn i reckon they're up to something maybe they've slunk back to you know portable after the sort of <laughs> failure of the order 1886 <laughs> but I, yeah i'm not so you know sure. we've heard we've heard absolutely nothing from them after that release I reckon yeah. maybe Sony's just sent them to work in the salt mines or something, you know, for their <laughs> for their failure. Um, yeah. When when was it that I'm just researching that? So 20, 20 February, yeah, February last year that the order came out. Yeah, they may they may well be uh, having something they're stewing on, but um, didn't they sort of announce some sort of partnership? I thought they were going to do yeah, like with, some sort of with game with um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, I must have missed that one. Like, it's just... I'm so just kind of all over the place. Like, uh, I think the lines are becoming kind of increasingly blurred. Um, you know, the Xbox and Sony have been very reliant on sort of third-party or, sorry, second-party sort of relationships, yeah. um, which aren't a permanent thing by any stretch of the imagination. Um, maybe we'll see what Sucker Punch is up to as well. That's another one that's just oh, kind of sprung yeah. to mind. It's been a wee while since Spider-Man, yeah, been now. potentially. Yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, there was the, the Spider-Man rumors. Yeah. That'd be. But yeah, you're right. Cool. I, I'd, I'd bet on Sucker Punch that. announcing something. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it'll be. I don't. Spider- I, 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 I'm gonna go on a limb and say it's not Spider-Man. I think they've got a new IP. That's gonna be my prediction. Okay. I just don't. I just don't buy the whole Spider-Man thing. It just kind of seems. I'd love it. Don't get me wrong, but it, there's just something about it that just doesn't sit with me. <laughs> it's know? not the Sony it's thing doesn't... to do, technically, but. It seems it seems too smart. It seems I, don't, too... <laughs> I don't think Spider Man could be PlayStation exclusive either. Yeah, could yeah, it? like. Oh, but Sony. I don't Sony quite know how Spider-Man, the properties right? works. Like I thought, Activision had the the video game rights, yeah, and then true. they had the movie. There's a lot right, of odd yeah. things. Yeah, I don't know. Would be but cool, maybe though. maybe it was part of the same contract that they got Crash Bandicoot with. Though maybe it was all like you know one fell <laughs> two, swoop. Two for like, nothing. We're taking yeah. Spider Man and we're taking Crash Bandicoot, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um... I'd love Seems to see. Legit. I'd love to see a, a, a PlayStation All Stars game. That'd be yeah, great. Yeah, true. I'd love to see any recognition of the Vita whatsoever. A Vita Two would 
like that would be my tearing my shirt off kind of moment you know spinning it around <laughs> getting right in it please um, record <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah like uh, i just i feel like i'm gonna be let down by not just by not just by playstation's conference but by xboxes as well like i just think we're gonna get see a new console that doesn't kind of particularly wow me an awful lot it's just kind of an upgraded spec version of what we already have and that's kind of going to be the extent of it i don't know like um i'm not even sure we're going to see that much vr stuff i yeah you can you can hear me i'm deflated right <laughs> i'm just yeah I'm even optimistic. with no nintendo like your last hopes always left with nintendo which i believe is the next topic but usually yeah, well, like i don't know about you guys but I'm usually, I do have some excitement in Nintendo just because they have all those franchises that they can pull out of anywhere and they always disappoint, but I don't even have that to look forward to <laughs> as, a, as a last thing. <laughs> they always like, disappoint. I'm, I'm already disappointed. It's, it's, yeah. it's already Every over. year, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bef- oh, sorry, but I wanted to, rem- uh, wanted to say as well on the topic of PlayStation that... Yeah. People have been like throwing around what Naughty Dog's next game is going to be. It's like, oh, I wonder if we'll see a, yeah. a snapshot of it at E3. True. Forget it. It's not going to be there. Uh, I'd, I, I'd, I'm willing uh, to bet money on it that Naughty Dog will not have any presence there other than maybe nah, mention that, Uncharted I DLC. I, I think they nah, could, they're, they're they'll, not at least tease, they're honest. they'll at least tease the Uncharted DLC without doubt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would no, make sense. Un- yeah, Uncharted DLC, fine, but no oh. mention of a new game. No, oh, absolutely not. The not Last of Us happen. 2 as their end banner, if they want to go for that. Wow it, I think the earliest That's we would see it is PSX. That's all they PSX. need to do. Yeah, earliest that, they we'll will probably save that for PSX. Yeah. Maybe. And it, and yeah, and even then, like it's just going to be a bit of Gustavo Santawala and then The Last of Us 2. Mint song. That's what's <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to be called The Last of Us 2. I just want it to be called Last of Us colon something. Just, just mm. putting it out there. Yeah, and that's what it'll be yeah. as well. You're getting ahead of yourself now, mate. Numbers, <laughs> numbers are good though. They do like their numbers. They yeah. Their... Uh, Anyhow, I'm stalling. We... Nintendo. Let's get into it. Uh, I was, I was gonna totally ignore Nintendo because uh, uh, they're obviously not at E3, and apparently yep. I'm just in a really mean mood. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know. They do have a conference scheduled for Wednesday, June 15th at 2 a.m. It's going to be a direct sort of style thing. Am I right, Shannon? Um, I don't think so, no. I think it's going to be like a treehouse presentation of Zelda. Oh, right. Okay. That's yeah. all it's oh, going to okay. be. Yeah, yeah. It's of, literally it's of it. Zelda <laughs> at, it's of Zelda, literally just of Zelda at, yeah, uh, in LA. So, I got an email which other people got. I didn't choose to publish it, but... There's going to be two different demos which show the sort of open world aspects of Zelda because apparently this new Zelda is very much you pick where you go next rather than you've got to go from one place to the next to the next. So it is awesome. a more ambitious open world mature Zelda game. So yeah, there's still potential in that, I guess. Like obviously a new console is going to trump that any day, but there is potential in that. I just do worry that that's all they'll show and it won't be that great. Mm. I have a lot of hope for the Zelda game. It's been stewing for a while. Yeah, even po- why, I don't know really why good. Pokemon's not there. I really can't fathom that. You don't? You can't see it being any good. No, I just don't know why it's not at E three. Why wouldn't you have Zelda and Pokemon? Yeah, like Pokemon's Nintendo do what Nintendo wants to do. Really, <laughs> Nintendo do or Nintendo don't. 
Wait, I just screwed <laughs> that up. I meant to get Nintendo. <laughs> Damn it. Nintendo. It was a bad joke anyhow. <laughs> Doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah. how I execute it. Um, yeah, like, uh, I we've, we've spoken about this before, right? And yeah. uh, I just have no clue what Nintendo are doing. Like, it just seems like they're doing the opposite of what makes rational sense. Go to E3, show them all up by reduce, like releasing your console, have a slew of new games. Hey, new Metroid, new Pokemon, new whatever, and new Zelda. It's open world. Look, it's in HD. You can go wherever you want. The, the, the sort of fan power and the attachment to those properties would be enough to just kind of blow people away, like especially kind of on the back of the disappointment that was the Wii U. Um I feel like they could really stick it to Xbox and and uh, and to Sony, um, and yeah, like I, I think they're just missing missing an opportunity. Um, what do you reckon, Kev? Yeah, I mean Nintendo just on a whole another level, you know, and not not in a good way. They've always <laughs> been very disconnected to um sort of our our style, um, and I guess you know it's, it's usually worked for them doing their own thing, but. You, you, you know, we all saw the absolute failure that was the Wii U, and we're not even going to get uh, a showing of the NX at E3, which is uh, a bit disappointing. Um, and yeah, all, all they're doing is pushing Zelda, which I'm sure it's going to be a solid game, but uh, it's just, it's just you know, it's just, it, it annoys me. Like, I, I like my Zelda, I just, I wanted to see more, you know, and, and Nintendo, like, they have the potential to do, like, to smash every other console out in the market but you know they're not going to unfortunately yeah yeah i just think with fan bases and attachment to properties they could have done a real good job and you know where i feel like xbox and sony are kind of really kind of trying to gently let down their fans with hey yeah i know you've only had the console for a couple of years but here are new ones that you have to spend a bunch of money on nintendo could have gone well we know that lux console was like you know a bit average but here's a brand new one here's all the games you want like they could have they could have really kind of changed the tide for them whilst kind of xbox and sony are sort of doing the opposite um so yeah i think missed opportunity for them uh but time is dragging on this is becoming quite an extended episode i feel like we're sort of covered most of what we've got to look forward to in e3 there obviously stay tuned to everything we're doing at press art here we're going to be covering all the news we can we're going to be live tweeting the conferences uh there's going to be heaps of content coming your way we'll try and cover it as best as we can uh but for now how about we have a quick game of what the wiki what do we say guys Sounds good. Yeah. Three P. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Three three Pete. So so Shannon, yes. Shannon undefeated in his appearances with two yeah. wins at the Don't moment. Don't forget it. We had Fergus steal a win last week whilst you weren't here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this could be an ideal opportunity for you. Obviously, with only two contestants today for you to, to <laughs> just you know bump your lead out of control. Yeah. Uh, or Kevin, you could claw one back and be in the mix here. So oh, no pressure. We'll see. <laughs> no pressure. Okay, so what the wiki is a quiz show where I read you part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and the contestants, including you listeners at home or on the bus or on the toilet, wherever you may be, you can also participate. So game one, I will read for you now. There's a bit of a theme to the games today. All right, so there's the kind of playing off things that have maybe been in the news or, or referenced in today's podcast. So. Bear that in the back of your mind. There's a hint for you. So, game one. 
The game is a 2011 action role-playing survival horror game developed by Polish developer Techland and published by German studio Deep Silver for Microsoft Windows, Linux, OSX, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360. Centered on the challenge of surviving a zombie-infested open Shannon. world with a major... Yes? God, I wasn't listening at the start, but I'm going to say Dead Island. Dead Island! He scores a point. Oh. Well done. So Kevin, Dead Island, I obviously included. I thought it was, I was thought some... Dead Island or Dead Island Riptide. I was just waiting. <laughs> trying to figure out which one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yes, it was Dead Island. Shannon guessed it correctly. Um, yes. That was... Dead Island was in the news this week as Dead Island 2 was uh, rumoured to have maybe been cancelled. Um, the development team, you know, it's had a rocky development and its listing on Steam was removed in the past week. So not good signs for that. Yep. Anyhow, point to Shannon. Kevin, come on, man. Come <laughs> on, man. This one might be a bit of a tricky one. Are we ready? Yep. All right, here we go. The game is a side-scrolling video game incorporating elements of racing and platform games and is the first game published by British independent developer Hello Games. The player controls the eponymous Daredevil and navigates time-limited courses, aiming to complete enough objectives to continue to further rounds. The game is presented in a light-hearted way with an emphasis on stunts and maintaining speed. The game's level design was directly influenced by Sonic the Hedgehog game series, as evidenced by the use of avoidable spikes, vertical loops, and springs placed in le- levels to allow Shannon, um, I, I honestly have oh, no idea. I'm just going to take a yes and say yeah, like, track- I want to hear no, a yes. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> no, it's, it's not Trackmania. I have no idea what it is. What was the guess, sorry? Trackmania. Trackmania. Not Trackmania, I'm afraid. Kevin, you've uh, got an opportunity to weigh in here. I, I, no, I've got no idea. No idea. Hello game. All right. No, no points Sky, awarded. Just, do I get a point if you guys don't guess the game? No, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> what was it? I want to participate in some way. It was Joe Danger. It was a Hello oh, Games. Wait, so Hello no as in first no Man, game, first and not only no Man's game. Sky. Hello Games now, of course, developing No Man's Sky. Really? That's great. I never yeah. knew that. That was that was that was vague. Yeah, that was a good one. No, I, <laughs> Joe Danger's. Yeah, that fits. But I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. I've I've not played the Judange games, but uh, I knew they're that they developed it, and uh, I looked at the description. I'm like, this game sounds awesome. So, yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so no points there. So may enter a bonus round. Uh, the next game. Are we ready, contestants? Yeah. I've, uh, maybe I don't want to do this game because I feel like Shannon's gonna get it. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm no, fixing this, it, so <laughs> Kevin can win. All right. Uh, the game is an action adventure game developed and published by Nintendo for the Nintendo DS handheld game console. It was the 14th installment in the series and the sequel to the 2002 GameCube title, The Wind Waker. The game was released in Japan in June 2007 Shannon. in North America. Kevin. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, mate. I don't. Come on, Shannon. The Legend of Zelda: Phantom Hourglass. Ah, he nails it. He nails it. Yeah. Oh. Did you know that? I was Kevin? gonna say spirit. I was gonna say spirit tracks. Oh, spirit tracks. is it again with the sequel? <laughs> well, the follow-up, I guess. Yeah. Okay, well played, yep. Shannon. Yes, three P. <laughs> I've lost so many times. <laughs> You've always been so close, just yet so far. <laughs> I really do. 
Well, with that, let's bring an end to what was episode 54 of the Startcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. Just search the Startcast. It is that easy. Be sure to follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Press Start AU, as well, of course, as visiting the site at pressstart.com.au. Tweet us your topics. Didn't make time for any listener topics today, I'm afraid, guys. But uh, tweet them at me, and I'll be sure to include them in the future. I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at UNT Roxburgh. Joining us today was Kevin. Hey, you can follow me on Genghis Can. That's without a H, 9-2. Um, I'm just working on a lot of E3 stuff. Obviously, we're hitting E3, and it's crunch time. So you can see my prediction uh, post uh, hit the website pretty soon. Mm, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if we'll have you guys on the next podcast. I don't know if we'll chat to you again before you go. But uh, yeah, like yeah, enjoy it there, guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. And looking looking forward to see all the announcements and looking forward to getting your sort of like hands or feet on the ground sort of perspective from it all and seeing all the cool photos and whatnot. It's going to be good. Joining us today was also Shannon. Yes, you can follow me on Shancake underscore on all the social medias. You can just send me all the praises for that three feet. That would be great. No death threats. <laughs> no death threats. Give me all. Give me all the praise. He says, <laughs> "I want to bask in your praise." Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, guys. We'll be back again next week. Until next time, happy gaming. Bye. See you later.